0: Well, good evening. good evening. How's everybody doing? Amen. Amen. Giving the obedience to God, my Father, Jesus Christ, who is the Lord and Savior of my life your pastor my friend and brother beloved pastor kelly in his absence i am so grateful that he has allowed me to be back here on this awesome august monday night i tell you what is awesome i had a chance today to see your pastor and my friend at the hospital but ken was so gracious to bring me by on today when he picked me up from the airport and he looks good he's going home this afternoon if not already and so let's praise the lord for pastor kelly being home. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ken and his wife, for just uh, being wonderful hosts, and they've uh, just done a great job uh, with me today and host to me in Pastor's absence, and he looks good. He misses each and every one of you. He misses being in the pulpit here at the Kingsville Baptist Church, uh, but we're praying with him and for him that God will continue to heal his body, and I want to thank Sharon for she has been so grateful and, uh, sending emails out to all the preachers who are preaching this month, updating us on Pastor Kelly's, uh, uh, health and all the thing that's going on. So thank you, Sharon. That means a lot because he is our friend. He's our buddy. And, uh, he has a great, great, great lineup of preachers, uh, that have been, that have been here and will be here. You had Matt Brunson here. You had Ted Trailer. Uh, next week you have Kevin Azell of NAM and then Jeff Crook. And tonight y'all have to deal with Elmer Food. Amen. So, amen. But I'm just so grateful for this privilege to be back uh, here at at uh, Kipsville to hear this amazing uh, orchestra and musicians and choir. I just thank God for the gift that God has given uh, to each and every last one of you. And thank you for all of you who are here tonight and assembled here tonight. Turn your Bibles tonight to Mark chapter 4. When I was in informed, when Pastor Kelly called me two weeks ago, and told me, Fred, I got some good news and I've got some bad news. I said, Well, what's the good news? I said, Good news. I still want you to come here uh, to be with us on the uh, awesome August Monday nights. Said, But the bad news I'm not going to be there. I said, Man, where you going? You can't leave. You be inviting me said, inviting other guests. He said, No, it's not that. I won't, don't want to be here. I'll be having heart surgery, and uh, I couldn't. First of all, I couldn't believe it because you know to look at this brother, he looks like the pitch of health. You know, he plays golf, he does all those things. He looks like the pitch of help and he told me about uh, the fact that he had some blockage in his orders and that he had to go and so I began praying about a message that I trust and pray will encourage the members of this church in the absence of your pastor that was my prayer I uh, 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 said so God give me a message that will bring words of encouragement to the members of the Kinsville Baptist Church and all who assembled I know how much you love your pastor as I love him I know how much you miss him and I know how much this is difficult for you guys. You don't mind having other preachers to preach, but members want to hear their pastor. Amen. I understand that. Uh, 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 That's the way it is at the church where I pastor. They don't mind guest preachers every now and then, but they want to hear their pastor, Pastor Ken, and so I do understand that. So the message tonight is I trust and pray will be a message that would encourage you as you go through this uh, difficult time of, of not having your pastor with you uh, during the time that he's out recovering Mark chapter 4 A very familiar passage of scripture This is really a passage of scripture That God put upon my heart During my ordeal Of going through Hurricane uh, uh, Katrina And this this passage of scripture Was a scripture that God impressed upon me And that really encouraged me uh, And I pray that it would encourage you Mark chapter 4 Beginning at verse 35 If you have it please say amen You'll find these similar words on the same day when the evening had come, Jesus said unto them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so there was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, And they awake him and said unto him, Teacher, King James says, Master, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Finally, verse 41, And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this man be? King James said, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Our Father and our God, Master, we thank you and we praise you for this wonderful and exciting privilege that you've given me to be back here as a part of the awesome August Monday night service at the Kinsville Baptist Church. God, we're excited tonight, God, to hear that Pastor Kelly is getting out of the hospital on today, God. And I pray your blessings about him and Brenda, God, the entire Boris family, God. And we pray, God, your continued blessings and healing upon his body, upon his life, so that he may return to the people and the place that he love and that loves him. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor Ken and his absence and how he has been hosting all the preachers and pastors that has been coming in as a part of this awesome Monday night, God. Thank you for the choir, for the musicians, God. Thank you for all that has been said and all that has been done. Now, God, do as I ask every time I stand to preach. God, hide me behind the cross. Let me decrease as you increase. Father, let them not see Fred, but God, let them see Christ. So then, God, that you may be glorified, the saints of God may be edified, Satan may be horrified, and all sinners will come to repentance. Therefore, God, stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice. Now, be so very careful to give your name all the praise, all of the glory, and all of the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, and for his sake. And again, let the people of God say, Amen. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? With that scripture in mind, with this uh, text in mind, with this occasion in mind, I want to preach tonight from the subject, what to do when the storm comes. What to do, I like that, amen, way back out here, come on, what to do when the storm comes. Brothers and sisters, it happens to every believer at one time or another. It happens to every child of God sooner or later in life. Doesn't matter how long you've been saved. Doesn't matter how long you've been born again. Doesn't even matter what age you're. You may be a cute child. A tender teenager. In your tempting twenties, your tantalizing thirties, your firm forties, your fabulous fifties, your soaring sixties, your serene seventies, your elegant eighties, or your nostalgic nineties. It doesn't matter your age, but I promise you, sooner or later, it will happen to you. Doesn't matter your vocation or your profession. You can be a school teacher like my daughter an attorney, a pharmacist like my wife, an accountant, a business owner, a housemaker, a preacher boy like my son, a a carpenter, an electrician and for the younger folk in the house, a butcher baker, a candlestick maker. It really don't matter, but I promise you sooner or later it will happen to you. It doesn't matter your denomination, you can be Southern Baptist, National Baptist, American Baptist, uh, Independent Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, Church of God, Church of God in Christ, Presbyterian or you can be like the hundreds of Pastor Ken, that I pastored in the city of New Orleans where I pastored, you can be bedside Baptist. Now those are the people that when it get too hot, when it get too cold, when it rain, they'll stay home that Sunday, and their pastor that Sunday is Pastor pastor Pastropedic Matches. And the assistant pastor is Pastor Pillar. Y'all act like y'all know some of those folk. It doesn't matter, but sooner or later it will happen to you. Doesn't matter your vocation, doesn't matter your denomination, it doesn't even matter your race. You can be Anglo, Haitian, Hispanic, Asian, Indian, or African-American. But I promise you, my brothers, I promise you, musicians, sooner or later it will happen to you. And what will happen, Kinsville, what will happen, choir, what will happen, brothers and sisters, is somewhere along your Christian journey. Somewhere in the time that you're born and the time that you die. Somewhere in the time you take your first breath of life and the time you take your last breath of life. So in the time that you're born and the time that you die, heartaches, trouble, and pain will knock at your doorsteps. Somewhere in your Christian journey, tough times will come in your life. So in the time that you're born and the time that you die, storms will come in your life. Somewhere between earth and glory, trouble, heartaches, and pain, choir, will come in all of our lives at one time. Or another in life. Uh, And and ladies and gentlemen, to be honest with you tonight, kids, to be honest with you, my brothers and my sisters, uh, my concern tonight is not that we have storms. My concern tonight is not that we have troubles. My concern tonight is not that we have trials uh, and tribulations and sickness and illness. However, brothers and sisters, my concern is what do we do when those times come? They're going to happen. You cannot avoid tough times in life. You cannot avoid storms in life. You cannot avoid sickness in life. You cannot avoid uh, uh, trouble, trials, uh, and tribulation. in life. They're going to come. They're part of the curse of Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3. When they listen to the devil instead of listening to the divine. When they listen to Lucifer instead of listening to the Lord. When they listen to Satan instead of listen to the Savior. It's part of that divine curse. Somewhere along this life, trouble, heartache, and pain uh, will knock at your doorstep. But my concern is not that we have those times, but what do you do when those times come in your life? For you know what i discovered, brothers? Sisters, you know what I've discovered? Kendra, you know what I've discovered? i discovered that in spite of all the scriptures, you and I may know by memory. In spite of all the sermons that we've heard, in spite of all the music that we heard uh, about God's pr- uh, pr- provision and plans in our life, I discovered that in spite of all the things uh, that we already have been taught uh, and know in scriptures we memorize, uh, in spite of all the past blessings of God in our life, uh, I dis- in spite of all the testimonies that many of us have heard uh, and gone through in our life, I discovered that many of us Still don't know what to do when trouble comes our way. Many of us still don't know what to do when the storms of life are raging. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, the question of the hour is, how do you handle storms? How do you handle difficult times in your life? How do you handle trouble in your life? No, you didn't go through a hurricane Katrina like I did where you lost your home, you lost your church, or you lost everything where 80% of the city that you live in uh, was covered in water. But I promise you, there's some people tonight in the Kimsville Baptist Church who've had some storms in your life. How do you handle the storm of a divorce? When someone you walk down the aisle of a church with and looked in their eyes and you said to each other, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, and one day they come home and say, I'm out of here. I don't want to be married anymore. How do you handle a storm like that? How do you handle the storm of an unfaithful spouse or someone you vowed to be faithful to for the rest of your life and one day you find out they've had an affair or they've been cheating on you and they've been doing all kinds of things behind your back? How do you handle the storm like that? How do you handle the storm of an unexpected death? When someone near and dear to you has died unexpectedly, there wasn't sick or there wasn't any uh, uh, illness or all of a sudden they just died. How do you deal with a storm like that? How do you under the storm of sickness uh, and illness? How do you under the storms of of jealousy in the ministry, of envy in the ministry? How do you the financial hardships in your life when your money is funny and your change is strange? How do you handle storms uh, in your marriage? Not somebody else's marriage, your marriage. Not somebody else's kids, your kids. uh, Not somebody else's life, your life. How do you handle storms uh, on your job? uh? How do you handle storms in the church? uh? What do you do in the church when the deacons get devilish uh, and the trustees get tricky and the choir gets cranky and the members get messy and the ushers act ugly and the saints are sinful and the preacher is pushing? How do you handle storms in your life? well my brothers and sisters ladies and gentlemen you know what I discovered Ken you know what I discovered ladies and gentlemen I discovered that when trouble comes our way I discovered that when the storms of life are raging I discovered that faith is the first area that the enemy works on I'm not I can't speak for nobody in this church I'm just based on what I've been through I discovered that when the trouble and storms and problems come in your life, I've discovered that faith is the first area that the enemy works on. Can I just share my testimony for a moment? I'm sitting in Birmingham, Alabama. My wife and I evacuated two days before Hurricane Katrina hit. The year before that, we evacuated to Dallas, Texas. Our son was in school at Dallas Baptist University, spent two days with him, went back home. Everything was cool. Everything was fine. Well, the next year, Hurricane Katrina was coming through New Orleans. and said, well, we spent two days with our son in Dallas. Let's go spend two days with our daughter in Birmingham. So we went there for spending two days uh, like we did last year. But all of a sudden, we look at the news and the levees break. And our city is flooded. The home that God allowed my wife and I to build from the ground up is flooded. The church, the only church I've ever pastored in my life is flooded. The schools we went to, the neighborhood we grew up in, people are, are, are dying and, and can't get any food. People boarded on heli- on boats, uh, helped on helicopters, restless on rooftops, wading through water, doomed in the dome, crying and cussing in the convention center, fussing with fever. Ladies and gentlemen, I looked at the TV and I saw what was happening in our city and I looked up to heaven and I said, I said, God, why don't you do something? Babies are dying because they can't get food or water in a city in America. Seniors are dying in the hospitals because they can't get water or food in a city in America. I said, God, this is not right. God, why don't you do something? Can I was angry? I know this don't happen to y'all, but I was angry with God. I was angry with our president, I was angry with our governor, I was angry with our mayor because I could not understand how something like this can happen in a city in America. It was to the point where I didn't want to preach, I didn't want to pray, I didn't want to read my bible, I know this never happened to y'all, this is my testimony. And I just couldn't, my faith was literally shaken. Now, now, don't misunderstand me. I, I do know that there are some things in the city of New Orleans that grieve the heart of God. I understand. I've been there all my life. The only place I've ever lived except for the several months I lived in Birmingham after Hurricane Katrina. And so I know there were some things uh, in the city of New Orleans that grieved the heart of God. But my question to God since August the 29th, 2000, I haven't got the answer yet. I said, God, if you got a problem with Bourbon Street, God, why not just take out Bourbon Street? God, if you got a problem with the strip clubs on Bourbon Street, why not just take out the strip clubs? God, if you got a problem with the satanic churches and the voodoo and the witches that still practice to this day in the uh, French Quarter, God, why don't you take out those things? My problem, Ken, my problem, Kinsville, that I was so angry and upset was this. My house was flooded. My church was flooded. New Orleans Seminary where I attended was flooded. Xavier University where my wife got a pharmacy degree was flooded. All the schools and the neighborhoods that we went to was flooded. But this was the thing that messed me up. Bourbon Street was high and dry. Matter of fact, it was the first time in the history of Bourbon Street that it was dry. Some of y'all got that. 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 And I say, God, this is not right. Pastor, I said, God, this is not fair. Why would you allow something? So my faith that was literally shaken. Kind of remind me of the story I heard years ago of this guy walking in the wilderness and he wasn't watching where he was going and he fell into this seemingly bottomless pit. And all he was able to do was just hang on to this branch. He looked down, there was nothing but darkness. He looked up, he couldn't climb out of that thing. So he began to cry out, hey, is anybody up there? Still, hey, is anybody up there? Nothing. He cried out loud one more time. Hey, is anybody up there? After a while, a verse came back. And the verse said, I'm here. He said, who is it? And the verse said, this is God. He said, oh, yes, God. I knew you were coming by rescue. God, I knew you would save me. God said, believe I can save you? Yes, God, I believe you. God said, believe I can deliver you? Yes, God. God said, do you trust me? Yes, God, I trust you. God said, do you have faith? He said, yes, God, I have faith. And God said, let go the branch. There was a long period of silence there. After a while, a voice came back. Hey, is anybody else up there? (laughs) Oh, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but I discovered every now and then Can't always explain it, can't always make sense out of it. I've discovered that every now and then, God will allow you and I, as his sons and daughters, to go through things to see if we really trust him by faith. I've discovered that every now and then, God will allow us to go through trials and tribulations in life to see if we really trust him by faith. Listen, anybody can sing about faith, anybody can preach about faith, anybody can teach about faith, but every now and then, God allows us to get in a situation and see if we really trust him by faith. Uh, uh, your, your mama's not there. dad is not there. Brother's not there. sibling not there. Church and God back is against the wall. And all we have is God. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, when trouble and trials come, faith is the first area that the enemy will work on. It's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to preach about it. It's one thing to sing about it. But every now and then, I'm convinced God will allow you to go through some stuff. And say, so, okay, I hear you preaching about it. I, I, I see you teaching about it. I hear you singing about it. But how about putting in action? Do you really trust me by faith? This is what's happening in this text in Mark chapter four. I need my. I, I, I forgot it. I apologize. But uh, uh, Jesus is in the boat with the disciples. And all of a sudden, while he's in the boat with the disciples, a storm comes. The boat is being tossed from side to side. And these disciples' faith was replaced by fear. They didn't know what to do when the storm came. They didn't know what to do when trouble came into their lives. Now keep in mind. These boys had been with Jesus now for several years. These are his handpicked disciples. John, follow me, Peter. Follow me, Andrew. Follow me, But I I handpicked disciples. And they're in the boat with Jesus. They've seen his miracles. They've heard his sermons. They know he's the Messiah. They know he's the Son of God. Yet, in spite of all that their eyes had seen, in spite of all that their ears had heard, These brothers did not know what to do when the storm came. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen of the Kensville Baptist Church and guests who are assembled here tonight, I want to share with you three things that God had to show me in my deal through Hurricane Katrina. And three things I trust and pray that every last one of you in here will never, ever, ever forget. When the storm comes into your life, when trouble and trials and tribulation come into your life. Three things that you should never ever forget when the storms in life are raging. First of all, number one, when difficult times come, when problems come, when storms come, number one, you must remember the promises of Jesus. Remember the promises of Jesus. Look at verse 35 of Mark chapter four. The Bible says, the scripture says, the word of God says, on the same day when the evening had come, Jesus said unto them, let us cross over to the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, remember the promises of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, can I tell y'all a secret? Jesus didn't come to drown. He didn't come to drown. As a matter of fact, he couldn't drown. Not here. Not in Mark chapter 4. Because he had not yet been betrayed by Judas. He couldn't drown y'all. Not here in Mark chapter 4 because he had not been arrested by the Roman soldiers in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus couldn't drown, y'all. Not here in Mark chapter 4 because they had not yet brought him before Caiaphas and Pilate and unjust court and unjust court and unjust court. Jesus couldn't drown, y'all. They had not yet found him guilty of something that he never, ever, ever did. He could not drown. They had not yet the rabbit over Jesus. He could not drown. He had not been whipped from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet where flesh was coming uh, from his body. He couldn't drown, y'all. They not yet put that old rugged crosser uh, on his shoulder and muster up that hill called uh, Golgotha. He couldn't drown, y'all. He not yet carried that old rugged crosser uh, to the Calvary's crosser. Uh. Then not yet put nails in his hands uh, and nails in his feet. Uh. He couldn't drown, y'all. Then not yet put a crown of thorns uh, on his head. Uh. He couldn't drown, y'all. Then not yet pierced him in his side. Uh. He couldn't drown, y'all. He not yet cried. Uh. Those seven cries from the cross. Uh, the first one being father forgive them uh, for they know not what they do. He couldn't drown y'all hear not that cry uh, that second cry from the cross uh, when he looked at the thief on his right and said today thou shalt be with me uh, in paradise. Uh, he couldn't drown y'all hear not that cry uh, that third cry from the cross when he looked at his beloved mother Mary his beloved disciple John said woman behold thy son son uh, behold thy mother he couldn't drown y'all hear not that cry uh, that fourth cry from the cross when the S.U.N. refused to shine uh, because because the SON was taking on the sins uh, of the world, uh, and Jesus cried out, uh, "Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? Why, God? Why has Thou forsaken me?" He couldn't drown. Y'all. He made that cry, that fifth cry from the cross, "I thirst." Uh, he made that cry, that sixth cry from the cross, "It is finished." He couldn't drown, Kinsville. He made that cry, that seventh cry from the cross, "Father, Daddy, into Thy hands uh, I commend my spirit." Uh, and then He died. Uh, oh yes he died for you and for you and for you and for you and for me and they put him in joseph borrowed trauma but how many knows ladies and gentlemen that's not how the story ends three days later he rose again all power in his hand yet where is thy stinger Dead, where is thy stinger? Uh, grave, uh, where is thy victory? He couldn't drown, y'all. So that's why I said, boys, let's go to the other side. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, when the storms of life are raging, never ever forget the promises of Jesus Christ. You got to remember The promises of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, and God's word are full of promises for every child of God in Kinsfield Baptist Church tonight. From the choir stand to the back, from the balcony to the floor, God's word is full of promises for every child of God that's here tonight. Psalms 37, 25, David said, I have been young. But now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed uh, begging bread. That's a promise. Psalms 34, and 19 said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. That's a promise. Isaiah 26 and 3 says I'll keep thee in perfect peace, uh, whose mind is stayed on thee, because they trust uh, in the Lord. Uh, that's a promise. Isaiah 40 and 31, but they that way, but they that way, but they that way, but they that way, upon the Lord uh, shall uh, renew their strength, their shaman with wings as eagles they shall run and not get weary they shall walk and not faint that's a promise first Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 cast all your cares upon the Lord why because he cares for you Isaiah 54 and 17 no weapon formed against you shall prosper that's a promise Matthew 11 and 28 said, come unto me oh you that labor and heavy laden and I will give you rest that's a promise Romans 8 and 28 for we know that all things not just something all all things work together for good. All things, even a heart attack, even heart surgery, all things work together for good. Uh, to them that love God, They are called uh, according to his purpose. Uh, that's a promise. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God uh, and the uh, Peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. That's a promise. And finally, Romans 8, verses 38 and 39 say, for I am persuaded, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. That's a promise. Yes! Yes! When thinking of God's promises, the songwriter said it best. When the songwriter choir said, I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roar. I felt some breakers dashing past us, trying to conquer my soul. But I heard the voice of Jesus telling me still. Fight on, fight on. Why? Because he promised. Why? Because he promised. Why? Because he promised. Why? Because he promised. Why? Because he promised never to leave us, never to leave us alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave us, never to leave us alone. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, whatever you do, remember the promises of Jesus. That's why I say, boys, let's go to the other side. But then there's the second thing in the text. When tough times come, when difficult times come, whether it's in the marriage, whether it's in the ministry, whether it's when you, with your children or grandchildren, whether it's in your finances, whatever it is, you must not only remember the promises of Jesus, but secondly, according to the text, you must remember the presence of Jesus. Not only the promises of Jesus, but remember the presence of Jesus. Look at verse 36. Mark chapter 4. The Bible said, the scripture says, the word of God says now when they had left the multitude, don't miss this, they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him. Ladies and gentlemen Jesus was in the same boat with the disciples. Now Jesus could have said this but I Jesus could have said, guys, listen, we had a great crusade choir. Y'all were awesome musicians. Y'all were off the chain. But We got to get ready for our next crusade. We got to get ready for our next revival meeting. I am physically tired. I need to get me a nap in somewhere. He said, y'all pack up all the equipment. I'm going to walk on water, and I'm going to meet y'all on the other side. He could have said that. Yeah, he could have said that. But he didn't. The Bible said, the scripture said, the word of God said, he was right in the boat with the disciples. Tim which says to me that he's with us. If you accepted him into your life. He's living in you. He's walking with you. He's talking with you. His grace is with you. His mercy is with you. But don't just take my word for it. I can call some witnesses tonight who can testify about the presence of Jesus in their lives. Ask Noah about his presence. As he built that ark with no sign of rain in the sky. And God was with Noah and his family after it rained 40 days and 40 nights. Ask Moses about his presence. As he escaped from uh, Egypt uh, from Pharaoh. The Red Sea was in front of him. Pharaoh and his chariots behind him. Mountains on both sides. And God said, Moses, don't panic. What you have in your hands? I got a staff. Put your staff out. And the Red Sea crossed. uh, Or divided in two. And the children of Israel walked through on dry ground. uh, Ask David about his presence. As he went up against against that big old ugly dude. uh, By the name of Goliath. Not with an AK-47. Not with a Glock. Not with a 38. Not with a 42. With just a slingshot and some rocks. uh, And God gave David the victory. Ask Elijah about his presence. As he stood on Mount Carmel against Ahab, Jezebel, and 250 prophets of Baal, uh, and God gave uh, Elijah the victory on Mount Carmel. Ex Shadrach, Meshach, and the about his presence as they were thrown into the fiery uh, they were thrown into the fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar. Because they were taught maybe as kids uh, at a church like Kingsdale Baptist Church that there's only one king, uh, and King Neb is not his name. Uh, and God gave them the victory there, uh, protecting them in the fiery furnace. Daniel about his presence as he was thrown into the lion's den because he wouldn't bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar but God put lodja on the lions uh, and gave Daniel the victory but wait a minute not only David not only Moses not only Noah not only Elijah not only the Hebrew boys but I promise you there's somebody here tonight in the Kingsville Baptist Church uh, who've gone through some things in your life and just when you're about to throw in the towel God came to your end God came to your rescue right in the nick of time uh, God got you through God delivered you God set you free uh, and right now you can stand in this church tonight and testify that if it had not been uh, if it had not been, uh, if, it had not been uh, if it had not been for the Lord uh, on my side uh, where in the world would I be he kept my enemies away let the sunshine through a cloudy day uh, he rocked in the cradle of his arms uh, or if it had not been uh, for the Lord on my side uh, where would I be ladies and gentlemen whatever you do you must remember the presence of Jesus Christ, the same presence that was with the disciples in this boat. is the same presence that's with your pastor tonight. The same presence that's with the Kempfield Baptist Church tonight in the absence of your pastor. I know it's tough. I know it's difficult, but you must remember the presence of Jesus Christ. And then finally, and I trust and pray that you have been encouraged. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, storms of life are raging. When tough times start coming, in your life, in your ministry, in your marriage, with your family, you must never ever forget these scriptures that I'm sharing with you tonight from Mark chapter four. Number one, remember the promises of Jesus. There's promises from Genesis to Revelation For every child of God in this place. Number two, remember the presence of Jesus Christ. If you're a believer, if you've accepted Christ into your life, he's living in you. He's walking with you. He's talking with you. And then finally, when trouble comes, remember the promises of Jesus. Remember the presence of Jesus. And then finally, remember the power of Jesus Christ. Look at verses thirty-seven through forty-one in Mark chapter four. The Bible said, the scripture says, the word of God says, In verse thirty-seven, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so there was already filling. Don't miss verse 38. I think it's one of the most comical scriptures in all the Bible. The Bible says in verse 38, But Jesus was in the stern. <sighs> was asleep on a pillow now my wife tell me can that's how I sound but until she recalled me I denied in Jesus name all right <laughs> he was so tired he brought his own pillow and went to sleep in the boat it's right there in the text i ain't making it up he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they'll wake him and said to them teacher master don't you care that we uh Perishing, Jesus rose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. I love verse 40 and 41. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Verse 41. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, golly. That's the Luther translation. Who can this man be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, when the storms of life come, when trouble, trials and tribulation come, remember the promises of Jesus, the presence of Jesus and the power of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I am convinced that Jesus has power to deal with any situation that you may be going through in your life. Choir, He has power to deal with any trouble, trial, or church, or musicians, church, young people, seniors, He has power to deal with anything that you're going through in your life. Picture the scene here in Mark chapter 4 as you will. As the old Baptist preachers say, use your sanctified imagination. Jesus, Sharon, is in the boat with the disciples. He's sleeping. He's physically tired because, yes he was God's son. Yes, he was divine because he was God's son. But to me he was also human because he was Mary's baby. And Mary's baby got drained. He got tired. All the ministering, all the walking, all the things. So he tells his disciples, let's get into a boat. Let's go to the other side. And while he's sleeping in the boat, a storm arises. The boat is being tossed from side to side. Water starts coming in. And these disciples begin to panic. Their faith is now replaced by fear. Let's listen to their conversation. Doesn't he care about us? Why don't he do something? We're going to die. Doesn't he care if we perish? How can he sleep at a time like this? I can imagine just knowing these guys and reading about these guys. I I can imagine they started pointing fingers at one another. I can imagine Peter started pointing fingers at John. John, come on, John. John, you wake him up. You his favorite. He like you, John. I hear John say, hey, man, my name is Wes. I ain't in that mess. I ain't in that mess. John looked at Peter and said, bro, you got the gift of gab. You always running your mind out. Why don't you wake him up, Peter? Peter said, man, I got rebuked yesterday. I ain't get rebuked no more. John looked at Peter, Peter looked at John, John looked at Andrew, and in the midst of their bickering and faithlessness, Pastor Jesus wakes up. And he does something that all of us do. When we go to sleep on a road trip, he kind of stretches and yawns and wipes the stuff out of his eyes and asks a question all of us have when those people, hey guys, are we there yet? And they're looking at each other and gee, fellas, uh oh, are we to the other side yet? And say, Lord, a uh, storm came and water started coming to the boat and, 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 and we thought we were going to drown. He said, wait a minute. Time out. Y'all mean to tell me, y'all woke me up from my power now? And we're not to the other side yet? Well, said, Lord, we thought a storm came, water started coming to both boat other side to side and, and we thought we were going to drown. I said, wait a minute. Did I hear you say, you thought you were going to drown? Fellas. What did I tell y'all before I went to sleep? Did not I say, let's go to the other side? How long y'all been with me now? Have I ever given you a promise that did not come to pass? Shame on you. You forgot my promise. Secondly, drown. Guys, think I'm in the same boat with y'all. I'm not in another boat. I'm in the same boat with y'all. My daddy didn't send me to drown. He sent me to down a cross. Shame on y'all! You forgot a presence. And Jesus looked at those disciples and looked at the elements. Peace. Be still. And Kinsville, the Bible said, the wind ceases. The storm ceased. The boat stopped rocking and was now in peaceful water. And Jesus looked at those disciples. And I believe it really happened just like this. I believe after Jesus calmed the water, calmed the sea, and the boat now was peaceful. I believe Jesus went around that boat and looked at each of those disciples in the eye and said something like this. Why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? My brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, so I come to a close, and please let your pastor know how much I appreciate him having me to come back. Whatever you're going through in your life. It may be sickness. It may be a surgery. It may be illness. It may be marital problems. It may be issues in the ministry. It may be issues in your family. Young people, it may be problems at school. Uh, whatever that you're going through, it financial struggles, whatever you're dealing with. I trust and pray that you will remember These three Ps from this fast-talking preacher from Norley's, Louisiana. You got to remember the promises of Jesus. Fellas, let's go to the other side. If you're a child of God, he has a promise in his word for every last one of you here tonight. Secondly, remember the presence of Jesus Christ. If you're a believer, if you've accepted Christ into your life, he's living in you. He's walking with you. And his presence is right there with you. And finally, remember the power of Jesus Christ. He can speak peace to your storms. He did it for the disciples in Mark chapter 4. He did it for me in Birmingham, Alabama. He confronted me with my faithlessness. He said, Fred, how long you been preaching? Fred, how long you been pastoring? How long have you been telling other people what to do? It's now time for you to start practicing what you preach. It's now time for you to start living what you tell other people to do. Remember my promises. Remember my presence. And remember my power. When I was a little kid, growing up in New Orleans, my mom and dad were divorced when I was six years old. I'm the middle of five kids, and uh, my worked late on Saturday morning, so we all as kids would watch Saturday morning cartoons until mama got up, and I love Saturday morning cartoons. I particularly love superheroes. I was crazy about superheroes. You know, Batman and Robin Man, you know, Captain America, I mean, just great guys, man. Because in, in the hood I grew up in, we didn't have any heroes. So those guys were my heroes, man. And my favorite hero of all time, Superman. How many of y'all remember Superman? Did they did they showed that up here in Virginia, man? I, I used to love me some Superman. Now, I, I, now I wasn't crazy about Clark Kent. I, I thought Clark Kent was a nerd. I thought, you know, he had glasses on and things. Uh, Lewis, Lewis Lane was literally hitting on him and he, he couldn't deal. He could, Clark Kent was one of the nerdier, But, oh, don't let trouble come. To the Daily Planet. Don't let Perry White get in trouble. Don't let Jimmy Olsen get Lord. Don't let Lord's Lane get in trouble. Cause Clark Kent would look for the nearest. No. Tell I knew some of y'all were a telephone booth. He start taking off his hat, taking off his glasses, and going to a telephone booth. He come out as, he come in and he'd go his Clark Kent. He come out as Superman. Now before I go any farther, can you imagine some of these young kids in here, 10, 9, 7, 8 years old say, hey dude, what's a telephone boot yeah. <laughs> they have no clue they have no clue telephone boot so parents little grandparents papa mama let them know what a telephone boot is when they get on but he go to in a telephone car he come out as Superman he have on his red and blue outfit with the big old S on the About superman faster than a more powerful than a able to lead the others than a Boy, all these Superman families, Superman, uh, faster than a speedable and more powerful than able to lead to a billion. And Superman can handle stuff that Car Kent never can handle. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta to go to my seat. Thank y'all for coming. Thank y'all for bringing y'all hankers tonight. But I want to tell somebody: listen, when trouble and trials and tough times come in your life, you may not have a telephone boo you can go to, but you got a prayer closet. And I dare you go in your prayer closet. I dare you get on your knees, uh, and I dare you tell God all about it, all about your trouble, all about about your trials, uh, all about your hurts, all about your tribulation. And you may not not come out uh, like like Superman, but you'll come out dancing uh, and rejoicing because of what God uh, has done in your life. uh, And no... You won't have on a red and blue outfit, but you will have an S on your chest. That S is the tell the devil, devil, I'm saved. That S is the tell the devil. Devil, I'm sanctified. That S is the tell the devil. Devil, I'm satisfied. I'm somebody. I'm special. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. That S is to tell the devil, I am a survivor. So bring it on, Satan. I'm a survivor. Bring it on, Savior. I'm a survivor. Bring it on, Satan. I'm a survivor. And whatever you bring me through, I'm gonna make it because I remember his promises. I remember his presence and I remember his power. So ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, whatever you're going through, don't worry about it. Think about this. If God brings you to it, if God brings you to it, if God brings you to it, he will, he will, he will bring you through it. Yes. Yes. Yes, because when the storms of life show up, I promise you, so will the Savior. God bless you. God keep you. I love y'all. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. And let's pray for Pastor Kelly. God bless y'all.